Hello, and welcome to Date Night at the Movies. Or How I Spent My Babysitter Money. I'm Jess. I'm Jordan. And we're coming to you live from the car. That's right. So, a uh, little bonus episode time. We just went and saw Zombieland, Zombieland 2. Double Tap. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, but we're not doing a full episode on Zombieland Double Tap because of objectivity. So I always talk about how we are a subjective podcast. We are about as subjective as you can get talking about movies. But we had to actually have some journalistic integrity this time. That's fair. Because Jessica worked on this movie for like two months. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we went and saw it because we wanted to see her work on screen. But because she was there, it's not like we can be like, well, I really felt the director should have done this and should have done this. It's just like, no, let's not be those people. Let's just... To kind of talk about us going to see Zombieland and see your work on the screen. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I will say, um, if you're a fan of the first Zombieland, what I really liked about this is that they weren't trying to they weren't trying to just make Zombieland one again. Yeah, uh, I suppose we can say just as film goers, uh, how many Elvis mannequins would you give this movie? Um, I give it four. I'll give this four, too. If you like the first one, there's no reason for you not to see this one. Yeah, I I say the reason I gave it a four is it gives you the same characters, but they are, they are in a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kept the story really simple. Yeah, the narration was a lot better in this one than it was in the first one, too. There was a lot less. Yeah, because I think we've talked about it on the show. The narration is my least favorite part of the first Zombieland because it's so on the nose. Like, at the end, we get he's afraid of clowns, and he has to fight the clown zombie. We don't need him telling us that. Right. Yeah. We got it. Yeah, it's like on BoJack. He's like, but we have to introduce that I'm rapping. Otherwise, they're not going to know I'm rapping. Right. Yeah. So they don't do that this time. Oh, I kept pushing the wrong button. Jessica just got a new car, and we're still figuring out how to work things. <laughs> and it got really, really hot all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is very fancy. We're in the car. Um, and uh, another fun piece of information is... Tomorrow is Jordan's birthday. It is. So we went and saw this movie. This was our kind of really one of our only times to do it. Yeah, because it's already almost out of theaters. Yeah, and we're heading to celebrate Jordan's birthday with his family. And this is what we could make happen. Yeah, we kind of had to fit it in where we could. So we woke up. We got a coffee, coffee and a donut at our favorite donut place, which is Revolution Donuts. We go to the one in Decatur. Uh, yeah, if you're in the Atlanta area and you like bougie donuts, mm-hmm. highly recommend Revolution. Yeah. And then we came to see the movie, and now we just got out. So before we start driving, we were like, well, let's just record a little bonus episode yeah. on it. So, Jess, where can people really see you in this movie? So, um, if when you watch the, the opening in the White House, well, there's a snow opening, which is a, the... Um, and you'll see a lot of Atlanta uh, local performers, which is really fun. Um, and then... I, I think pretty much every <clears throat> action sequence in this movie, you're like, oh, there's that guy. Oh, there's that guy. Oh, there's that guy. <laughs> Not guy, because there's lots of girls, too. Well, I said... <laughs> trying to break the habit of saying guy, but yes. There's um, that person. There's that person. Yes. And so, um, I'm in the opening sequence. I am... Uh, I'm a lot of the zombies kind of like around and running around and getting killed. Mm-hmm. And then the, my two featured zombie moments are I'm the protester with a sign that gets exploded up. Uh-huh. And um, Emma Stone has her knife in my face and gets 
pulled uh, pulled out, and there's Jojo Lambert behind me taking a bullet to the face from Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and during the, can we talk about the behind the scenes moment of that scene? Do you want to tell the story? Uh, I will tell it. You fix it if I get it wrong. Okay. So whenever you see Jessica in that moment, and it's the last time you see her on screen in the like White House lawn sequence. Um, She's spitting up blood all over the place. And she was directed by the stunt coordinator to just douse Emma Stone in blood. No, no, I wasn't. That wasn't the instructions. The instructions was like about here. So it was like over her left shoulder. Mm -hmm. When the knife comes out of your face, just you're going to I dropped like a sack of potatoes. Um, but the I, the instruction was just like let it fly. And on set, the special effects makeup in our mouth, it's called coffee blood. Mm-hmm. And it's literally coffee. Uh, it was some of the grossest stuff I've ever put in my mouth, <laughs> ever. And um, they loaded me with it. And I'm trying to talk to her. We had rehearsed it several times, but my mouth is just like full of blood. So I thought at this point, it has been communicated that I'm going to spurt it all over her. And she's in front of me. Mm-hmm. I am aiming over her shoulder but my instruction was like let it fly mm-hmm. um we shot the opening we uh the camera team shot the opening in 120 frames per second uh usually it's at 24 right so very 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 slow yeah because these opening scenes are in like super slow motion but it's super clean slow motion yeah and that's why you film it at such a high uh camera rate so essentially you know, you film normally. You film things at twenty-four frames per second. Obviously, that means you're essentially the camera's taking twenty-four pictures every second, which is what our eyes see. Yeah. So whenever they film that many, essentially the camera is taking one hundred and twenty pictures per second, meaning that you have higher resolution. And so whenever you slow it down, it's less choppy. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was really well shot. Yeah, it was great. Um, the our our stunt coordinator was Glenn Foster. And our second, we were shooting two units on that day. So we were literally, the stunt team that day was literally running between units. Mm -hmm. You might have a vignette on one unit, one unit and like running to the next unit. We all had multiple zombie costumes. If you're looking closely, you'll see multiple people multiple times. Um, But uh, anyway, in that story, she pulls the knife uh, for the real deal and I spurt blood, but I guess, and I, it, it goes all over. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, so I drop and my, I landed with my head up. Like I just drop, which you don't see because it cuts way before I drop. Cause otherwise it would take like five minutes. And I look up and she's looking at me in horror, <laughs> just sheer horror. And I don't even remember if I heard cut. I really don't remember. I just popped up and I went, oh my God. And she looked at me and goes, oh my God. I went, oh my God. Did no one tell you I was going to like, I, I had all this blood in my mouth and oh my God. And she was like, and she's just, and I, I really thought that's the day that I was, I really thought that was my last moment on the movie. I thought yeah. I was going to get sent home and that was that. And, uh, the end of, end of Jess's, uh, zombie land career. Um, <laughs> But I got to do another take, but I it looked like the first take. Yeah, it, it looked really rad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Emma Stone, if you're listening to this, because obviously you're a huge fan, um, I'm really sorry, but it looked really rad. <laughs> and it was really lovely working with you. Um, 
And then in the second half of the movie, so in the first half of the movie, um, the stunt double was Sarah Reagan for Abigail Breslin. And then the second half of the movie, I had the privilege of doubling Abigail Breslin. Um, so once you get into Babylon, um, that a lot of, uh, a quite, quite a bit of that is me. However, I will say that, um, the lead actors are amazing. And I really mean that. I don't mean that because I just got to work with it, like work with them all. Um, the lead actors on this, I showed up and did learned a lot of the choreography. We had m like minutes to teach them little bits and the things that they did, they just really did remarkably well. And, uh, it, if you see this movie, which I really think if you really enjoy quirky movies that have no bearing on your life, um, this is it. like, go see this and know that the, the tower scene with all of them is a lot longer and they all did some just like really amazing stuff. Yeah. Like really amazing. There's like, we had stuff where kicking down ladder, like we did so much more. And I, I hope one day people get to see that because the lead actors are really amazing, and I had I really loved working with Abigail. Mm -hmm. Well, you were constantly coming back and telling you know good stories about everybody. Like uh, my one of my favorites was the first time Abigail saw you, because apparently Jessica was already in costume, and Abigail just did a double take, like oh, holy shit, because she's, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just freaked out. You look so much like me right now. <laughs> it was it was uh, I had we had a lot of fun and. Uh, whenever you're getting like ready, um, oftentimes they would try to get us ready at the same time. So our hair could look as similar as possible. Um, and I had about to wear an amazing wig. Um, but, um, also I'm, I'm, pr I have pretty dark skin. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the, the, a lot of the women that I double are actually very fair skinned. So I usually have to have my, I get my skin lightened a little bit because I'm just darker complected. Um, but I, I had a blast. Um, also what is really interesting about this movie is when this movie was, was starting up about a month before it started, they had a massive audition. Um, it was invite, they were invited, but a lot of people were invited and we got to all, we all got to, we were asked to audition for a a wide variety of zombies and we had to learn fights. We had to, um, the zombie that you see in the beginning that like looks at the mirror, that's actually called a, a Jessica zombie. Mm -hmm. And I got to audition for that and my audition for that. So it was a, a bunch of us and Ari Loeb was running these auditions and he plays the first T 800. Um, and Ari's an amazingly talented, um, mocap actor and performer and he was kind of leading us through these specific Jessica auditions and was basically like really stereotypical, ditzy, um, think girl in college, leaving a bar, lost her shoe. Mm -hmm. um, and I, we all had such a good time. But uh, my first pass at the Jessica zombie, I basically was walking as if... Um, and Michelle Rose is the first person who like really pretended like looking for her shoe. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of walked like my ankles were broken and I would cry 
I would cry like a normal cry, and then all of a sudden I would go, ah, and I would just like try to bite something. You, you, the way you phrased it to me is that you essentially were like, if Heidi Gardner from Saturday Night Live were a zombie, that's what I did. Yeah, so I would cry and then get really mad and try to eat something, and then I would start crying again. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a variety of those things, which is really, really fun. Um, and um, I get to audition for a lot of different things, so to be able to come in and get like a lot of screen time to do these things was really cool. And you don't in stunts, you don't get to audition very often, like really and truly. And to be able to like show up and be hired by a team because of what you showed at an audition doesn't get to happen to us very often. So, um, to me, it was a really cool experience and I got to audition also for colleagues that, are my friends and people that I have known for a long time. So, you know, to be able to still show up and show out for that, um, is just, it's cool. You don't get to do that very often. Yeah. I mean, the whole movie was great and I loved being able to like, cause I, I know you pretty well. I could kind of point out like, Oh, I know that's you. I know that's you. There were a couple scenes, uh, near the end where you were doubling Abigail, uh, where, I was like, I knew it. I would have known it was you just because there were certain movements that you did. I, there was one specific, and I can't really describe it very well, and I can't even describe where it was in the movie, but there was just one there. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a Jessica move. <laughs> um, there's also another little cameo in this movie, or I guess we've turned it into a cameo, is that whenever they first enter Babylon, on the right side of the screen, there's a gigantic pink rose. (laughs) And if you've seen the social media post that we uh, put out for this episode, you'll know that that pink rose is in our front lawn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We, I, so at the end of the film, we were cleaning up and uh, putting gear away, and uh, we were missing some stuff, and I live... Where Jordan and I live is not very, very far from Babylon. I was like, well, um, and we were at Pinewood Studios, which is way south. And Jordan and I live north of Atlanta. So I was like, well, I'm going to get close to Babylon. I'll go to Babylon and I'll go look for the things that we're missing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, awesome. Thanks, Jess. So I went and I looked and I saw, and I was obsessed with all those flowers. Mm-hmm. These flowers are made by local Atlanta metallurgists. Um, and they're all, they're made of, a hunt like steel and metal and bit parts yeah like ours has uh very distinct motorcycle parts like harley davidson parts yeah. on there. yeah and i eyed the rose i was like like my, my first day um on babylon i was like oh that's going home with me <laughs> and uh really my i i was genuinely trying to be a helpful you know teammate going to get these parts but really i was like i wonder if i can go get that flower and by golly y'all by golly you you came home it's like you had called me whenever you're pulling in the neighborhood you're like you need to come outside right now i'm like okay and then you came home and you just had this gigantic metal flower sticking out of the ass of your car (laughs) you're like you need to help me and we yeah so we've dug a hole uh the hole is like three feet deep yeah and uh, put a big old flower in it and planted it. It's what we did, and it is in our front yard. And like I said, that'll be a social media post this week. Yeah. Um, so to go for like the normal stuff um, that we talk about with movies, what are some things that really stood out for you that's like, that was great, that was whatever? Well, the cast just has really good chemistry. 
Yeah. And we knew that from the first movie. Um, I, it was obvious to me that Abigail Breslin wasn't in more of the movie. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I know that's a story point. I don't think there was anything shady that happened there, but like, it was noticeable to me. It's like, oh, well, th- sometimes it does feel like it's missing something, you know? Yeah, I can agree. Um, but, uh, the cast was great. Uh, I loved Zoe Deutsch playing Madison. Yeah. <laughs> she mess. was great. She was a mess. Uh, and I like the twist that happened with her too. You yeah, know? I do too. It did also point out, it's like, oh wow, these people are dicks, aren't they? Because she was just being sweet the whole time. But she's a mess. Yes. One thing I really liked is um in the we were talking about it in the first one, it's really focused on the four of them in Zombieland. Right. But it gave like it really gave you a really an idea that this was happening really all over the world and um you met new characters. And then it was also really interesting to see people turning into zombies yeah in this movie well and i think that's def- you know because zombie land the first one came out in 2009 uh in 2010 walking dead came out and that's pretty much what all zombie media is right now they're basing it all off of the walking dead right um even though like the resurgence i mean it really started with uh 28 days later uh danny boyle in 2002 which is still one of the best ones um, agreed and then uh the Zack snyder dawn of the dead which you know what I love about that movie is even people who don't like Zack Snyder movies, everybody's like, oh, yeah, but Dawn of the Dead is great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, Zombieland has really set the current trend for zombie stuff, which is all over, or not Zombieland, but uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. So I think them turning into zombies and like dealing with people getting bitten and stuff, I think that's something that they did kind of to keep up. Kind of like how Halloween 2, the original, is really gory because... Uh, after the first Halloween was made, uh, Friday the 13th came out, and then everything had to be really gory. Yeah. Um, but it gave, I felt, uh, yes, it was maybe keeping up with trends, but it we didn't see anybody transform into zombies before because... Right. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I know that sounds like a criticism. That's not a criticism. Uh, and also, it's a byproduct of the fact that this movie just has a bigger cast in it. You know, yeah. we, like we said, in the first Zombieland, there's the four of them, Bill Murray, and then Amber Heard in the very beginning of the movie. And that's basically it. Yeah. Um, in this one, there are a lot more cast of characters. Uh, I think they handled that pretty well. I like the new characters. Um, I mean, I love Thomas Middleditch in anything he does. I know. So I loved seeing him. I loved uh, Luke Wilson pulling off a Woody Harrelson impression. And Thomas Middleditch is Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was great. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the music was pretty good. It doesn't necessarily stand out to me. I like the guy who did it. It's a guy named Dave Sardi, who is a record producer who I really always really liked from the uh, mid two thousands. Uh, he did the first two Jet albums, which are the only Jet albums worth buying. They broke up after their third one for a very good reason. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, the two, last two Oasis albums, which I really like. Uh, and he's he's a really great like just rock producer, and that's kind of what this score is. It's uh, you know it has some synthy stuff in there, but a lot of it is like drum kit, really dirty bass guitar, and then uh, some pretty good string orchestrations too. And there were a couple places where I I thought I recognized some of his string sounds because I think I have some of the same ones, which uh, you know I just I just like that. Uh, the music geek in me likes knowing that oh man he uses Spitfire strings too. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, just overall, I liked it. It was a fun movie. Uh, even if we weren't constantly, like, looking out for people you know and the stuff that you did and everything, I would have been like, hey, let's go see Zombieland, and it's going to be a fun movie. 
Yeah. And I just think it really delivers on that. And, you know, we're doing a much shorter episode because I really, it would be hard to be even, it's hard to be critical, yeah. uh, especially when you're there and you see how, you know, how it's made. Uh, it, it, it was, it was, it was a really fun experience and it was wild. And a lot of times things weren't, whatever we planned kind of went out the window. Uh-huh upon arrival yeah so it's one of those like you know when i usually do a, a little mini stunt breakdown it's like i'm having to guess yeah um so if you do have some, a question on like how something was specifically done i'm happy to chat with you about that um if you send us a like on a review or on any of our social media i'm happy to answer those questions um but i, I also think what's nice about this is it's actually not an action movie. No, it, I mean, it's a comedy that has some really good action in it. I will say the scene in the bar slash hotel. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like that is, that's Ruben Fleischer's MVP moment there. You yeah. Because that, like, it, it's, I mean, I'm sure there were some hidden edits in there a couple places, but. There were hidden edits left and right. But it was so well choreographed yeah. and like the camera work was so kinetic and it really like kept everything just feeling like, yeah, let, let's keep this going. It, it, was, was, it was propulsive is the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think because the last couple episodes we did, we did Odd Astra and we did Joker. And I think I'm just really happy to see a movie that's not pretending to be another movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't trying to be, it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it's full of jokes, but like Woody Harrelson's like laying down the dad jokes really solidly. Mm -hmm. You've got Jesse Eisenberg being Jesse Eisenberg. You've got Emma Stone being like, we had everybody being these characters yeah. and just living in this. And they made the want of the movie, what, like what the purpose of the movie was very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Well, and from like, from a different perspective too they kept calling out the fact that like yeah it's been 10 years like there were lines in there where it's where like woody harrelson would say something and somebody was like that's a very 2009 thing to say and like the movie literally starts off with jesse eisenberg's narration of like welcome back i'm glad you have lots of choice in zombie media thank you for spending it with us yeah so the movie knows that it's like all right we're doing a sequel 10 years later that's kind of weird okay let's just make it work you know yeah, and it doesn't I it was. It's really light, and it has no bearing on your life. Yeah, it's just a movie that you can just enjoy, you know. And I've accepted the fact that most of the movies that we're going to see are going to be sequels, remakes, blah 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 blah. But it's nice whenever something is a sequel and it doesn't suffer from sequelitis. Like when they, knowing that they were kind of splitting people up in this, uh, going into it, like knowing that you know, oh, Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg are going to break up. Oh, it's all around like they have to go find Abigail Breslin. I really thought they were going to fantastic beast it, uh, <laughs> and I'm glad that they didn't do that. Yeah. And go listen to our episode on Fantastic Beasts because there is a lot to unpack there. But this was a sequel that I genuinely enjoyed and could see watching again. Well, and it was a sequel. Yeah. It was a sequel, but it felt it felt like an, a not maybe not necessary, but like earned a sequel. It didn't feel like a sequel for the sake of being a sequel. Well, the first movie kind of it needed this much time because it wasn't an immediate blockbuster. Right. It just wasn't. It has grown a lot of attention la much later, mm -hmm. um, and it was fun to pick up um, pick up loose ends. Yeah, I think that's fun. Yeah, so overall, would you recommend people see this movie? 
I think, I, I mean, I would say yes. Yeah, I would too. It's interesting to hear Jessica say that a person should see a movie based upon the last few I episodes know. we've done. Well, like... This, this summer was kind of a slog, wasn't it? It felt, yeah. And, and what's so frustrating about this summer, as far as movies that we were able to go see, um, like I'm so bummed we didn't start the summer off with like... Book smart and a lot yeah. of these like really innovative and really fun movies. Yeah, and like like even right now, like I want to go see Jojo Rabbit. We're probably not going to get to see Jojo Rabbit in theaters. Yeah, uh, we're probably going to go see Doctor Sleep this coming week. Yeah. Um. But uh. Anyway, continue. Um. But it's it's the especially the last couple of movies for me they just were so unoriginal. Yeah. And yes, this is a sequel. Yes, we've seen Zombieland one. But it's still Zombieland. Mm-hmm. It's still within its element, and it's and its circle. Yeah, and it I, and it really didn't take itself seriously. And the last couple movies were it, they took themselves so it was so seriously. so refreshing to finally see a movie that didn't feel so pretentious. Yeah, and like it it needed all this headspace. And not to say there's not room for movies with that need headspace or that are trying to say something bigger. Like I, like I I would go sit down right now and see Ava DuVernay's When They Say Yes Again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent a weekend watching that and gladly and it was heady. Yeah. But it was clear on its message and it wasn't trying to be something it wasn't. Yeah. This movie on a completely different scale because when they say yes is actual art. Um, this is just entertainment. And sometimes we, part of escapism is escapism. Yeah. And, um, this movie is, it gets gory, but it's not walking dead gory. No, I mean, I was surprised at how tame it felt compared to walking dead. Really tame. I mean, there's a scene where Jesse Eisenberg is reading the walking dead and he's like, this is awful. Yeah. This is just awful. And, I mean, one of the reasons I stopped walking, watching Walking Dead, like, we watched it like it, we would watch it. Yeah, it was a regular show for us for a while. But I stopped doing it because it's just, it got a little, like, it felt sloggy. It was, I kind of was like, do I want to constantly see these characters I invest in die? Yeah. Which is what, one of the reasons I almost didn't finish Game of Thrones. I, I got I got tired. Yeah, I also stopped watching Walking Dead because I got tired of them trying to force things that I should be excited about down my throat. Like, oh, but we're about to bring out Negan, and me never reading the comics, I'm like, who? Right. Oh, this is a big deal, it's Negan. Who? Well, this is how I feel about all the comic book movies. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I will say, I was talking with somebody uh, the other day, and one thing I mentioned to them is, well, if I were Martin Scorsese, I'd probably be uh, pissed at superhero movies too, considering the fact that one just ripped off two of my best movies and made a billion dollars at the movie theater. <laughs> I know. Ah, uh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah. Uh, subjective update. Uh, I think I've mellowed on Ad Astra. Like, it's fine. I, <laughs> uh, I like Joker a lot less right now because it was so unoriginal. And I get really tired of people being like, but the story was so great. It's like, no, it's like, you remember Mindy Kaling's play, Matt and Ben? Yeah, where it's it's a fictionalized version of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon writing Goodwill Hunting, or that's what it culminates to. But it starts off with them wanting to write Catcher in the Rye, and they're literally it starts off literally with Matt Damon reading the book and Ben Affleck typing the book out. Yeah, that's what Joker was. Yeah, which Matt and Ben is a great play. Yeah, well, Mindy Kaling's just awesome. Yeah, that's a great play. Goes. Find someone to produce it and go be in it. It's yeah. so good. I saw it um, 
with some friends. Uh, two females actually did it, and it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was done at iOS. Um, I agree. I um, I dislike Joker more now mm-hmm. um, than I did, which if you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because everyone has loved it and called it super artistic and beautiful and how specific it was and yes we can celebrate all the celebrations of it i just hate it was a ripoff yeah i wish that all the things that i genuinely love about that movie because there are things in there i genuinely love i wish it was surrounded by a better movie uh it's kind of like if it's kind of like if you saw a great guns and roses cover band and somebody telling you, oh, well, they should be doing world tours. And it's like, or you could just go see Guns N' Roses. I mean, they're practically a cover band at this point anyway. Touche. Yeah. Um, but for me, it, it, it's really frustrating. And I'm glad that people are getting this escapism from it that are seeing they're not traditional superhero movie. And I'm glad people really like it. I, however, the entire time I was sitting in Joker, asked myself, I wonder, I was like, I think I would enjoy this more if it was about a real person. Yeah. And then there was this sudden, like, oh, there is that movie. Yeah. And. Well, and I remember you saying, somebody told you, I was like, well, I was just so glad to see it because I'm tired of seeing superhero movies. And my point of view on that is you don't get to complain about there only being superhero movies when you don't go see a movie like Booksmart. Whenever you don't go see Jojo Rabbit. Right. Yeah. And again, those are two movies. We didn't see Booksmart in theaters. We're probably not going to get to see Jojo Rabbit in theaters. That makes me sad. But, you know, like a movie is just a movie. And if you don't want to see superhero movies, there are plenty of them that you can go see. There's plenty. And there's so much content right now that is a lot of really good content. Yeah. uh, We just uh, finished what we can finish of Schitt's Creek, which is great. And purely original. Yeah. Um, has a lot to say. I remember seeing the billboard for that driving around L.A. and just being like, oh, well, I like Eugene Levy and I like Catherine O'Hare. Of course, that was also around the time when Eugene Levy was doing a lot of, like, Medea movies and things like that. Well, and we all have to pay our bills. Exactly. But I was a little disappointed. But I remember seeing that and being like, okay, the the joke of the show is the, it's the t- name of the town. But the show is so good. It's so much more than that. Yeah. And it... Um, go watch BoJack. Uh, Rick and Morty comes back on tonight, which I'm very happy about. Excellent. Don't talk to me about the fandom of it, though, because they're all garbage people. Okay. Um, It's just Szechuan sauce people. And Holiday Baking Championship is back (laughs) on! Yay! Uh, It's about the time, too, where we're going to start watching Christmas movies. Yes. So we have Elf. We have Arthur Christmas. Uh, I think we're going to put the Christmas Chronicles back in rotation, aren't we? Uh, Netflix's Christmas Chronicles <laughs> is oddly very good. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you Kurt have, Russell's, like, weird. You have to put up with Kurt Russell singing the blues as Santa Claus, and it's a little annoying. It's a little adventures and babysitting. It's but... weird. It's such a weird movie. But, like, go see it. I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm game. <laughs> I also like how, like, I don't know if he produced it or anything, but he had enough pull in there where he kept pulling his family into it. Yeah. Like, the, uh, the father who passed away is his son. Yeah. Uh, or not his biological son, but for all intents and purposes. Right, his son. Uh, and then whenever he's going through a list at one point, it's, like, all of his grandkids' names. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, a, it's terribly wonderful. Um... Yeah, I guess, yeah, we're about to dive into the holiday season. If you're listening to this, let's say, sometime in the summer. I mean, Christmas uh, Chronicles is still on Netflix. Go watch it. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> it's super weird. Christmas in July. Um, but there's a, I mean, the holidays is so much more. And um, 
I, I to, for us to like, uh, we're both working until literally it's almost Christmas itself, mm-hmm. and Hanukkah starts right after Christmas, which is I like I enjoy that. It's yeah, um, it kind of keeps Christmas going mm-hmm. um, for us, and that's kind of where we celebrate. And um, well, we've gotten way off course, but uh, definitely go see Ruben Fleischer's Zombieland Two Double Tap. Um, and like, just stay through a, the credits. Y- stay through the credits. Not going to spoil it, but it's great. Yeah, it's so good. I I wonder who Patient Zero was for the zombie outbreak in this universe. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe you should stay through the credits. Stay to find through out. the credits. The lights do come on. Stay through the credits. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on ahead and stop spiraling. Yes. Uh, I am Jordan. I'm Jess. And we will see you next time.